you may come up. We're looking forward to hearing from you. Hey, glory. Wow. I don't know about you, but I'm having a party. I'm having a party. It's just so fantastic. Wow, you split the sea so I could walk right through it. I want to tell you today that if you've got something that is coming against you, that God is going to split the sea, and you're going to walk right through it, whether it's financial difficulty, whatever it is. I just feel that word coming from the Lord right now. You know, uh, when, as we're singing that song, I, I remembered how that Jesus, uh, they wanted to take him to the brow of the hill, and they wanted to throw him over there, and uh, he, just, uh, he just turned around and walked straight through them. And I remember how that Jesus, uh, God brought his children out of Israel, his people, uh, and, and after bondage and 400 years, you know, their faith levels were probably fairly low by then. And um, he split the sea, and they walked right through it, the Red Sea. And what God did for them, and what God did for Jesus, he dwells in you. He can do it for you today, right now. So be expectant of that. He split the sea and healed our sister here. Praise God. I'm just excited about what God is doing, what He's about to do, and what He will continue to do in this place, in us, and through us. Praise His holy name. Yes? Awesome. Party time. And I know that because as I walked in here, I had a, a, a gentleman come up and tell me of a word he'd just seen, a vision he'd seen where there was a sword taken, and it was a very, very, very um, strong sword. It was a very hard sword, and it was plunged into the sea. I got that just before the service. And that man's sitting in the congregation today. I said, yes! Yes! That's just confirming the word that's in my heart. God's got something that he's going to do today. He wants to impact us. The Spirit of God is hovering all over us right now. Praise his name. I just felt the presence. Heaven is open. Glory to God. We, we don't just know about freedom. We experience it here. Oh, man, I've been enjoying what... Uh, uh, what Ian and Sophie have been doing in the church and the, and, the, and the courses they've been bringing. Ian's been talking about prayer that moves the hand of God. And it's so, I've been encouraged in my spirit. And it's been so encouraging. Hallelujah. There was a mighty man who did great things called Smith Wigglesworth. And one day he said, the Holy Spirit doesn't move me. I move the Holy Spirit. Now we know both is true. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But there's, there's, there's a time when we're sowing the seed of the Word of God in our own lives, in the garden of our own hearts, and in our own nation, and then the Spirit of God is attracted to that. And as we step out in faith, and as we declare words of knowledge and words of prophecy, and as we reach out and, and speak words of healing over people, the Holy Spirit is attracted to that. That is what is in God's heart. He's come to not to rob and to destroy and to steal, and to kill, but he's come to bring life and life to the full. And that's what I love. I don't know. I, I just think the party's getting greater here. It's exciting. I think uh, this is great. I remember many years ago when I used to go to parties, and it wasn't quite, there wasn't the freedom like this. There might have been some lights, and there might have been some noise, but, and a lot of alcohol or drugs, but it was just not like this. This is far better. You've come to the right place. You've come home this morning. I better get preaching my message this morning. <laughs> Praise God. I'm going to talk to you about uh, three things in the message. The message is titled, It's All in the Seed. And I'm going to talk to you about the soil. I'm going to talk to you about the seed. And I'm going to talk to you about the abiding and dwelling presence of God, the glory, as it comes down. Then I'm going to have an altar call. I hope there's someone here that's going to receive Jesus today and blessing in their life. I believe for that. Then we're going to actually invite you forward 
for healing. We want to stand together. We want to pray for you. We want to speak words of knowledge over you, uh, words, of, uh, words of prophecy over you. And I will pull, pull forward some of our leaders uh, who we have confidence in to come up after the service and to do that. The soil, it's all in the seed. You know, I was talking to Brooke, who uh, lives with us this week, and I just felt the Spirit of the Lord just uh, taking me back to Genesis 1. And it said, in the beginning, was um, God created the heavens and the earth. Where I took her really was to John's Gospel, chapter 1. But then John, the aged apostle, links back to Genesis. Because as he writes his um, Gospel, and then later on in his epistle, first epistle of John, and the first verse is there, he's actually linking it back to the beginning. You know, we have to lay a good foundation. In our schools, there is a, a corrupt foundation sometimes laid. There is um, diverse seeds sown. There are lies sometimes in the textbooks. We're not blaming anyone here. We just know it's true. We all sometimes get influenced by other forces that come into our lives, and we believe things that are not true. But we need to come back and just lay a foundation. And it's in Genesis 1, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He is a creator God. And as we read down through chapter 1, I I jumped down through different verses. Do you know that God, once He created the heavens and the earth, He spoke to whatever He wanted uh, to bring things forth from, uh, whether it was the sea, whether it was the land. And we read about that in verse 3, verse 6, verse 9, verse 11, verse 14, verse 20, verse 24, how that God then spoke, and He spoke, and He spoke. And, uh, and things were brought forth. So He created the heavens and the earth, then He spoke to it. But then later down in Genesis 26 and verse 20, uh, to verse 28, uh, God said, let us make man now. So then he wants to create something else. He's not just going to speak to the dirt or to the sea and have it bring forth, but he wants to create something else. So he says, let us make man in our image and let them have dominion over everything that uh, moves on the earth. And I've taken some of the parts of the verse out there. There's a bit more there, but that's what it says there. Let us make man. So, in the beginning, God made man. And then, of course, he then put him in the garden to till the ground. He sent him to work to look after the garden before he even made the woman. Man had to learn to work before he could look after a woman. You see? And by the sweat of his brow, he was going to till the ground. And, and, and he was looking at the dirt. And, he, and I think it was an illustration to Adam uh, of what was happening. You see? you got some dirt and the ground needs to be tilled. He made Adam from the ground, from the dirt, didn't he? He took some dirt and he made a man. And he's showing man that, that it's not just about the dirt. The dirt's not just good on its own. It needs something put into the dirt. It needs some seed. So we're talking about the soil here. It needs to be cultivated. The soil of your heart needs to be cultivated this morning. So it can receive the seed of the Word of God into it. And so that something good would come from it. And so Adam would plant seed, he'd see it grow, he'd till the ground. And man would receive seed. Man would become the ground and receive the seed of the Word of God and there'd be fruit. And that's what Jesus spoke about in uh, John chapter 15, how that um, we would abide in him, the vine, and would bear fruit. And the, it speaks in Galatians of the fruit of the Spirit in chapter 5, love, joy, peace, and so on. And so God is cultivating us to bear good fruit in our lives. Fruit that will actually show forth the glory of God in us. He has changed us. He is transforming us daily. 
And so the seed of the Word of God is so important to be sown and spoken into our lives. It must come into the soil of our hearts. You know, God's not afraid to work with things that are dirty. And I don't know what you've been going through in your life and what trials and tribulations you've been through. I don't know, I don't know about your past, but we've all got a past. But God's not afraid with working with dirt. He made the dirt in the beginning. He made man from the dirt, and then he breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. God's well used to taking the dirt. You see, the glory is God's, and he can take the dirt, and he can use something that's so dirty, and he can bring glory to his name. So the soil is important. God can work with dirt. And you realize that it's the only environment that you can place a seed into for it to grow. You plant the seed into the dirt, into the ground. So I just want to ask you this morning too, just by the by. If you walked into someone's backyard and saw a, a garden there that was overgrown with weeds and there was flowers there, but there was big, nice, tall weeds and lovely flowers, what would you see first? Would you see the flowers? Or would you see the weeds? You know, some people, they see weeds. Now, I want to bring that connection now between when you see somebody. Do you see the negative things in their life before you see the positive? The Bible says it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Are you looking for flowers here this morning, my brother and my sister? Or are you actually seeing weeds? God wants to plant some good seed in your garden, the garden of your heart. And it's going to bring up some beautiful flowers, some beautiful fruit trees. And there's going to be fruit for His glory. What do you see in people? So that's the soil. But then we've got the seed. The soil is you and I. The seed is Jesus. So when we come down to John 1, we read, and this is what I was reading with Brooke. So he, John the Apostle takes it back to Genesis, and he uses that terminology. In the beginning, that's how the Gospel of John starts. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And then we come over to John, the aged Apostle's first epistle. And verse 1, and it says, that which was from the beginning. So he's laying a foundation here. He's connecting the dots through the word. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have looked upon, uh, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. I want to tell you, this seed is so precious. The seed of the word. God, God creates everything through it. You must realize how important the seed is. I'm getting a bit thirsty here. And I just need a bit of living water, sister. You've got to water the seed with the water as well. So I think there's some seeds in my heart at the moment. I'm just going to water them for a minute if you just give me a break. Wow. That is awesome. Whew. I feel it rising. Right. The tide is rising, rising. There is a river. Wow, that's right. So... Jesus is that seed. So Jesus said in John 12 and verse 14, he says, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, and he's bringing a picture here, if it, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit. Jesus was that seed, the Word, the eternal Word, the eternal Son of God that went into the ground. He, went, he died the death at Calvary. He came and went to the cross for us. Wicked hands took our blessed Lord, the one who was holy, 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 the one who was righteous, and they cast him out. Jesus 
What a dirty day that was, really. What a dirty day that was. But the seed, this, this awesome seed, went into the ground and died. But he's not alone anymore because resurrection life has come forth. Jesus has risen from the dead and he's been received up into glory as a man. What, what, what an amazing day. It was the greatest day in history. Look at the fruit that's come from that seed. That Jesus is the reason why you're here today. Jesus is the reason why we're partying here this morning. Jesus is the reason why we can sing of freedom because he bore the cross and his judgment and the curse and he took it all. He is so powerful. He's the creator of the universe, but the seed is so important. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And it's really a sword. I just love how everything's linked. The seed is a hammer. The seed is a sword. It's a lamp. It's a lighthouse. It's, it's powerful. Jesus is in this book. Jesus, with the two on the way to Emmaus, he took them when they were going away after Jesus has died. It was on the resurrection day, and he's two of the disciples a bit disgruntled and downcast, and they're wandering away from Jerusalem, and Jesus comes alongside because he's the good shepherd of the sheep. And no matter what you make of your life, he'll come alongside you. And he actually showed them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. There's not two lots of seed. This is an amazing uh, title book, this one. This is like a legal document. Have you ever been to the lawyers and seen, uh, when you're signing up um, um, a loan from the bank, just how many pages sometimes there is? And I know with the companies that we have and the trusts we have and everything's linked to cross and cross guarantees. Mate, one day Ruth and I went down to the lawyers and there's like 400 pages. But this is even more than 400 pages. This is, this is, this is, uh, this is a legal document. It's the Old and New Testament. It's a covenant. And God wants you to take the seed and he wants you to sow it into the ground. I'll tell you what, there's miracles in here, these healings. This is, this is the crown jewels. Don't ever leave it shut. Get that seed into the soil. It is incorruptible seed of the word of God. I must move on. So the presence, third thing, the presence, the glory of God, the abiding presence. You know, there's a word called Shekinah, the Shekinah glory. It's not in the Bible, but it, uh, it is a concept. The concept of it is clearly in the Bible. It is a form of a Hebrew word that uh, literally means he caused to dwell, signifying that it was a divine visitation of the presence or dwelling of the Lord God on this earth, the Shekinah glory. Um, it was evident, for, uh, when, first evident when uh, the Israelites set out from Succoth, if you remember that, in the escape from Egypt. There the Lord appeared in a cloudy pillar in the day and a fiery pillar at night. And then it was evident on top of the tabernacle in the most holy place. And when the cl glory cloud moved, the people moved. And later on in the temple, the thick presence of God, the Shekinah glory. And the train of his, we read in is it Ezekiel about him seeing that vision and the glory of the Lord and talking about the train, train of his glory filling the temple. I think it might be Ezekiel chapter 6. The glory of God. When Jesus was here, he became the temple. Because Colossians chapter 2 verse 9 says, For in him, that's in Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But you know, I've received Jesus, and you've received Jesus uh, here today. And, and you've sown the seed of the Word of God into your heart. And the, the, the Lord uh, God Himself, or the Spirit of God, is hovering, hovering over the earth, hovering, and He's looking, uh, he's looking 
going backwards and forwards, it says in the Word, looking for the one whose heart is completely his. And do you know whose heart's completely his? Jesus. Jesus, but he lives in me. And when the seed is sown in there, the Spirit comes and that Shekinah glory, it anoints. It's anointing. It comes on the Word. And when we believe the Word, whether it's a word of knowledge or a word of healing or, or, or whatever it might be, a prophetic word, the Spirit of God comes and moves and blesses and brings life. I believe that. And God gives gifts. The Holy Spirit comes down, like on the day of Pentecost. They, they, they were, he said, tarry here in Jerusalem till you be clothed with power from on high. That's the Holy Spirit, the glory of God coming down. How awesome is that? Not tarry here, do you speak in tongues? Tongues is good. It's one of the uh, gifts of the Spirit. But the evidence of uh, someone who's been baptized in the Holy Spirit is that they have power in their life. Not so much, yeah, okay, they might speak in tongues and they might prophesy, they might give a word of knowledge. We don't exalt tongues above everything else. But I want to tell you, the evidence of a believer who's baptized in the Spirit is they got power in their life. What a change. Stay here in Jerusalem till you speak in tongues. No, till you receive power from on high. Power. And I just love that, the, the abiding presence. You know, he's here with us this morning. And, and, and I'm just excited about that. It's a good place to be under an open heaven. It's good for the Spirit of God to take residence in us. For the Lord, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And I just love that presence. I love the flow, the sweet flow of life. But it's, it's all in that wonderful seed. And that presence comes down and dwells in us. Praise God. Just moving on. Preach it. Okay. So, I want to share with you. I want to share with you now. Sorry, I'm not going to watch the clock. I've got 15 minutes. Praise. <laughs> no time in eternity. Preach it. Um, but I will watch it. I won't look at the clock. Back on Monday morning, about 5, 5.30 in the morning, I, I often wake up and I meditate on the Word of God. I love the Word of God. I don't know if you noticed it, but I quote a lot of Scripture at times. Because it's hidden in my heart. I've, I've, I've planted a seed in the garden of my heart, and I value the Word of God above what my own thoughts or feelings would be dictating to me. I live from my spirit now. I learned to do that. And, Jesus, and we're told in the New Testament to walk in the spirit. Not lean, Proverbs 3, 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him. And there's a, there's a link there. And there's life. So I was meditating on the Word. And suddenly I, I felt a flow of life coming. So I started to write. It was dark, so I pulled my phone out and I got the notes out, of course. That's what I call writing these days. I can read reading, but I can't read writing. Sorry, that's a dad joke. That's the wrong week. Dad, Father's Day. We'll keep that for them. Okay. And I started writing. So I want to read to you what the Holy Spirit gave to me uh, that morning. And I want you to listen to the words, because I feel that God wants us to know about this. And it, gives, it, it, it confirms a message like the word I got from our brother did beforehand, before the service. So it starts, it was on the sixth day, so the story ran. God took some dirt and he made a man. He had all the, he, he was not for putting out on a display. He was of the earth earthy and there was no way that he could live or thrive on his own. He had only to hear from his creator alone. 
It was into this dirt, the original plan, that the seed of the Word of God was to land. It had all the DNA of an invincible man who was more than a conqueror. Oh, how grand. He was not like the first who brought the curse, was tempted, and then carried off in a hearse. The Word was with God in the beginning. The Word was God and always winning. He cannot be corrupted. He cannot be changed. He cannot be genetically rearranged. And the will of the Father for which he was sent, he fulfills in those who were once hell-bent. Come on. So these vessels of earth now, my brother, are here to carry the light of another. We do not look down, but rather look up. Each day we carry a very full cup. And the glory not ours has never been finer. In us it shines glory Shekinah. Glory. To this glory, if you think you can add, believe me, you're completely mad. For Jesus died for sins not his own. That is, this glory in you will be shown for God's purpose for man from his heavenly throne was from eternity set in stone. So that's what the Spirit of God communicated to me at the beginning of this week. Praise God. So I just thought I'd share that with you this morning. Just water that seed again. Good to see you patient here this morning. It's one of the fruit, part of the fruit of the Spirit, patience. I want to tell you about my daughter Evangeline. Yesterday morning, we, uh, she had to play a game of roller hockey, and I had to get up very early in the morning. We had all that thunder and lightning, so we woke up about five o'clock. It was about half five. Evangeline came in our bed with all the thunder going on. But we had to get up about 20 past six because I had to leave and get her down to Waipapa for her first game at half seven. So we left about 10 to seven. So it was a very early start for Evangeline. And she, had a, she damaged her arm earlier on in, in roller hockey, and then we were overseas, so she hasn't played many games, and she tends to hold back a bit in the games. She's a bit nervous about those that have got more, um, more skill than she has. She's fairly new at, it, at the roller hockey, you see. And she was talking about this in the morning, and I prayed for her twice. And then I said to her, look, I reminded her how David took out Goliath. And I just spoke blessing over her. And, you know, I went along and watched her yesterday morning, and I saw a different woman. It was amazing, a different person. She got out there, and she started to believe, and she trusted. And, and um, at the end of it, like, the parents were coming up, and even partway through, they say, man, have you seen Evangeline? You see what she's doing? Don't get me wrong, they lost, like, 20-something to nil. But Evangeline was looking, and there's one time the puck was sent right up the court. And Evangeline, I just couldn't believe what was happening. Like, she was twice as good as I've ever seen her. She went and launched herself off her skates, onto her belly, flicked a stick right out. I'm going to the parents, did you see that? Did you see what happened? It was almost as though she she was possessed with incredible faith. Unbelievable. So then you know what happened. They asked her to go in the next team about one o'clock. But it was the older team up. And poor old Evangeline was sort of trailing the first one. But with faith, she changed into another person. 
So then she goes in the, in the higher grade, because they were short of a few, and played it after lunch. Ruth and I shot down to watch. And uh, she got a goal. And that game, that game there was two to about ten. They still lost, but it was amazing. Do you know the things we speak out over our family, over our business, over our lives? We've got to watch that. We've got to take this legal document. We've got to take the seed, and we've got to sow it into the soil of our minds, of our hearts. Don't be dictated to you by your emotions, by your feelings, by your circumstances in life, because we have something here so powerful then we want to declare it out over your life, over our own lives, over our children, and it will transform you. Don't accept what comes against you. I want to tell you that there's going to be a lot coming against you, but greater is he that is within you, greater, greater is he that's in this book than he that's in the world. We can stomp on the serpent's head. The worst thing he can do is bruise your heel, but we're going to crush his head. He's defeated. We're not going to try and defeat him. He's already defeated, and we stand with the whole armor of God on and having done all it says to stand. Praise God. Well, I don't know if God's been speaking to you today, but I'll tell you what, you need this seed in your soil of your heart. And uh, I think there's someone here today who, who, who is hearing the message today, and they would just love to receive the seed, which is Jesus, and plant him deep and enthrone him deep in their hearts today. Is that you today? Is that you today? Do you know what Jesus said? Not only did he go to the cross and bear your sin, not only does the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse us from all sin, not only has he paid the ultimate price, but he is very much for you. And if you don't know him, Jesus is calling to you this morning. And in John 7 and verse 37, I want to share this with you because it's a verse that God spoke to me with when I got saved. I wanted to be 100% sure that the Lord had saved me. And I came to him, and I opened my heart up. I turned, and coming to him, I turned away from my own self-will. I turned away from the things of the world. I'd been smacking, smoking a, a couple of packets of cigarettes a day for over three years. And when I came to him, I screwed them up, pulled them to pieces, threw them in the bin. That was the last cigarette I smoked in my life. So I came to Jesus, but I wasn't happy with just 99% sure. And I want to tell you, I've never had a doubt since I came to Jesus. I've never doubted my salvation once in 30 years. I want to tell you that. Do you know why? Because I read this word. The next morning, I asked God to give me 100% assurance of my salvation. And Jesus said, and it's the words of Jesus, if anyone thirsts, sorry, it's not in John 7, it's in John 36, the bottom one. All that the Father has given to me shall come to me, Jesus said. I was reading that. I thought, I've come to him. I'm really serious about this. I've come to him, turned away from the things of the world. I, I, felt, I was totally dissatisfied with my lifestyle. I felt empty. You know, I was promised the world, and I ended up empty and bankrupt on the inside. And he says, all that the Father has given me will come to me. And he goes on to say, he that comes to me, I will no wise cast out. And something, a light came on inside me. I said, yes, I took the word. I didn't listen to my feelings and what I felt, but I took the word and I believed it and I came alive. For three weeks, I was just singing everywhere I went. It was amazing transformation when I received Jesus. Jesus also says in John 7, verse 36, He says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He says in Matthew 11, verse 28, come unto me and I will give you rest. And he's calling out to you today. Let's bow our heads now. I'm sure there's someone in the congregation here that God is speaking to. And He's calling to you, the Lord of glory. Not only did He die for you, 
Not only did he come because he loves you. And Jesus said the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. And he sent him for you. But he's calling to you to come unto him. And he knows it's hard. That's why he said, come all you who labor or who are burdened down. And, and he'll be burdened with the things and the cares of life. And he says, and he makes this promise, I'm going to give you rest. Because I opened my arms wide on the cross. And I bore the curse and the judgment for you so that you could receive me. So if that's you here this morning and you feel God speaking to you, speaking into your heart and life, why not just open your heart completely up and receive Jesus? Why not just invite Him into your heart today? If that's you, I want you to do something this morning for me. I want you to put your hand up while everyone's head is bowed, every eye closed. I want you to put your hand up this morning if that's you that God is speaking to this morning. I want to give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Is that you this morning? Jesus is saying, come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. He says, if you thirst, come to me and drink. He's saying, come. Will you come to Jesus this morning? Will you open your heart and just receive that seed into your life? Thank you, Lord. Please put your hand up here. Put your hand up if that's you that God is speaking to. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Is there anyone else? Is there anyone else? Give you another one or two seconds. Thank you, Lord. But while our heads are bowed, we're just going to pray together. Just pray with me, just these words, as you invite Jesus into your heart and life. Lord, I confess and turn from my sin. I receive you as my Savior. I believe you died and now live for me. I confess that you are my Lord from now on. Thank you for the gift of your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, praise God. Praise God. Thank you for receiving Jesus today. We celebrate. There's joy in heaven over one sinner that repents, and we just celebrate God's goodness. And if you still want to receive Jesus, it's a simple thing. You can ask Him at any time to come into your heart. If you want to talk more about it, we're happy. Uh, the leaders are happy to talk to you about it. But there's one more thing I want to do. I want to just read you these, this verse, these couple of verses from uh, Luke 4, verse 28. And it was Jesus when he went in the temple. And I believe there's anointing here this morning for healing, for words and knowledge, for prophecy this morning. And, um, you know, in Luke, um, Jesus got up and he took the book in the, in the, in the, uh, in the synagogue or temple. And, and uh, he reads from Isaiah. And it says in Luke 4, and 18 and 19, it says, as Jesus read, he read this. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Think of that Shekinah glory, the anointing of God, the glory cloud. This is what he's anointed us for, receiving power from on high. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. You know, people are hurting out there today in this world. And God is sending us out this week to heal the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives. And we've been singing about liberty in here and having a party this morning, but we want to take the party out there. And God wants us to go into all the world and have a party. And, to, and the recovery of sight to the blind, healing, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. The, the oppression out there in the world today is enormous. It's greater than I've, I've ever seen it before. And the need, and God is just yearning. He, is just overflowing to get out into the community and he's coming out and he's going out with you this week 
and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord or the year of the Lord's favour. And I believe this time is the year of the Lord's favour right now. And we carry the presence. We've been, our hearts have been, our hearts have been tilled. The soil has been tilled. We've received the seed. We believe it. And, and the, the glory cloud is coming down on that which is of God, the Word of God within us. And God is moving. And so I just want us to stand this morning. And we want to stand with you. I'm just going to ask the leaders, uh, like Dave, Dave and, uh, and Ian and Ruth and uh, Reuben, just to come out and Glennis. And uh, just stand up here. We want to just speak words of uh, prophecy, words of um, knowledge. We want to lay hands on people to be healed. If you want us to stand with you over anything that you're going uh, through in life, we want you to come forward. You are our true whanau. You are part of the kingdom of God, the family of God, and it's not a shameful thing. You've been hearing a testimony. I think at least, at least we want you to come out too. I think the least should be laying hands on people and praying for healing. So if it's a healing you need this morning, just come on forward. Whatever it is, just a word of encouragement, come forward. We will pray for you. We will stand with you. We will declare over you the glory of the Lord is here this morning. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. 